All right, here we go. We're back, baby. We are back. Season two. Season two. We had a little sabbatical there. It was like a lot. <laughs> it was like six months. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was a. It was a big break. We weren't even sure if we were gonna come back and do it again. Mm mm. But here we are. Yep. We have special guest host Andrew with us. Hey, hey, hey <laughs> Helped us do some research on this yeah. episode. What is this episode? What are we talking about? Well, we should start with Welcome to Anybody Sex Talks. I'm Brittany. I'm Johnny. And here we are with special guest Andrew. Yeah. <laughs> the crowd goes roar, wild. Roaring crowd. <laughs> Um, today we are talking about a couple of things. Uh, we got some news that I want to chat about, and then we're going to jump into what happens in your brain when you have sex. Hmm. Mm. Yeah, like all the chemicals and hormones that your brain produces and releases. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Quite yep. the whole little orchestra. Yeah, because I am when I'm having sex, I'm not thinking about what's going on in my brain. Hell no. No. <laughs> it's because parts of your brain are, are kind of shut down. You're not really yeah. thinking clearly. Yeah, yep. Um, so I ran into this news article. I was listening to a podcast. It's about... Ooh, uh, hot goss. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it was this in, in Massachusetts. That's how you say it, right? Massachusetts. I don't know. Sure. <laughs> that place, Mass. Massachusetts. Uh, yeah. This lady walked in on her husband and his mother having sex. Oh, there's a lot to unpack there. Yeah. And, like, the title of the article was, like, she always had feelings that they had a sexual relationship. <laughs> I'm like, why would you stay with that? Gross. <laughs> Yeah, if you can feel the sexual tension between your significant other and their parent, <laughs> that's a that's a red flag. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That that's a bit. Yeah. Um. So what wow. happened is they got jail time for for this act. She turned him in. Yeah. Fuck yeah. So so how it went was she came home. Caught him on the couch, went to her bedroom and locked the door and called her cousin. And her cousin's like, you should call the cops. The cousin's like, yeah, like, you know, what you and me do is fine. <laughs> but we draw the line at mother. Mother, son. Relationships. <laughs> oh, well, this is Massachusetts. We're not talking about Alabama. No, we're not. Nope. So it's probably kind of like a big like, oh, fuck. <laughs> So, I'm assuming since they called the cops, that's uh, that's illegal in that state. It are, is. Are there any states where this is legal? Um, Alabama? No, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Johnny's going to do a quick search and see. But, uh, so, I was kind of worried because I'm like, oh, man, does is like one of them. Oh, God. I don't wanna even want this question. My <laughs> search history. Where is incest legal? <laughs> <laughs> you might have it with the cops knocking at your door. Yes. <laughs> but, um, so I totally forgot. Oh, so they got jail time. And my concern was like, man, does like the mother or the son have like a disability or something? Like, is there... Is there some sort of abuse going on? Yeah. There? And come to find out, no, there wasn't. They're just normal people. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> not normal. Is not, fair, yeah. but... not, not normal, but... Yeah. But, uh, so then, um, come to find out that the mom didn't really raise the kid. So she wasn't really a part of his life until he was an adult. So I think the podcast I was listening to, they're like, well, that could kind of factor into the attraction there because she was never really a part of his life until yeah. he was older. But I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. That's, um, it's a tricky thing. Uh, in all but two states, it's legal. And there's a special case. It's legal? 
illegal. Oh, okay. Uh, I was like, fuck. <laughs> like, there's a special case in uh, of Ohio, which targets only parental figures. And New Jersey and Rhode Island, incest between consenting adults, 16 or over for Rhode Island and 18 or over for New Jersey is not a criminal offense. Right. And, wow. and that's kind of where I wanted to go with this. Like, if it's two consenting adults, and I, I want everybody to know, like, I'm totally against it. I think it's disgusting. It's, it's, it's not right. We're not, like, back in the old times when you had to, like, marry into your family to keep royalty or something. Right. <laughs> but, like, should they go to jail because they are two consenting adults? Uh... <laughs> I don't think it should be illegal. I think it should be just frowned upon, you know. Definitely, yeah, I, I, I get the social taboo of it. But, um, I mean, my my whole view of the prison system anyways is kind of skewed. But I, uh, two consenting adults, like, where's the harm? Um, and... I guess there would be harm if one of them could get pregnant. That's that's a very, very good point. Yeah. Because you, then you're having, like, the risk of some kind of genetic... Birth defects yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. There's uh, a story of... I think these guys are French. They are twin brothers, and they are lovers. And they, they work in the porn industry as well. Together? Yeah. And they're... I they're, bet they make a lot of money. They're in love. Whoa. So where's the harm there? Is right. consenting adults? There's no risk of them procreating a a kid with three eyes or something. <laughs> right, right. Whoa. It's just it's 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 weird to wrap your head around, but you gotta. I think it's like where's the harm? Right. Or is like someone being victimized? Right, and like, did these people really hurt anybody other than his wife, who already knew? In the yeah. back of her head, what was going on? I don't know. It's, yeah. <clears throat> it's complicated. Yeah. There's layers to this. And, like you said, it's not, certainly not my cup of tea. But, uh, if no one's getting harmed, I, I, maybe I some, don't know, man. Maybe some, like, therapy and a case study would be would be a good idea. <laughs> yeah, because who knows what's going on. Right. Sorry. Uh, there completely. It's hard to say. Yeah, yeah. Maybe there's some screws loose or uh, whatever. So, these people in Massachusetts. Yeah. Did you see what they look like? Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> so, like, definitely, like, like, if you knew this like you know the story and you see him and you're like oh yeah <laughs> like missing teeth and oh, like yeah. so just kind of like, like okay gross this looking. yeah like i don't know i don't mean to be rude but they kind of look trashy you know okay. they, they themselves are products of incest Ooh. Could be. they're just passing it along what's the what's the history there you know and it's i don't know i wonder i wonder if the story would read different if they were like rich affluent people mm. you know yeah just put that spin on it it might be a little different because the money and power yeah because you you see that you see that in the society with um like statutory rape when it comes to like statutory issues there's you know always those people when they're like well the teacher was hot she was hot, and right. so, like, you know, good job to that kid, I guess. It's like, no, that's not how, that's not how it works. No, no. And so that's what I was asking Andrew, like, do you think this story would be any different if they were attractive and affluent people? Probably, they probably wouldn't have got any jail time. Cops probably would have asked them if they could have recorded it. Uh, <laughs> probably. <laughs> Like, real. <laughs> this is some... Because they always have those, like, those takeaways on the porn sites, like, step-sis and brother and... You know what I mean? Like It really seems to be heavily marketed in uh, today's pornography. The it whole, is. 
It is. Stepsis, uh, stepdaughter, stepmom. All that. Yeah, it's pretty not my jam. (laughs) No, thank you. (laughs) Bless you. Kind of. That's not good radio. I know. It's bad radio. So, yeah, that's, I thought that was that's fucking that, crazy. That's crazy. <laughs> um, it's crazy to see it uh, when you see, like, a news article about it, but we've known this has always been happening. Right. Does it make it okay? Uh, well, again, we're getting into the issue of uh, where's the harm? Who's getting harmed? Is there a victim here? Is this right. a victimless act? Yeah. Yeah. Well, here in America, it's it's not really cool to have sex with your family, but in other countries, it's okay. Yeah. I hear over, like, in the Middle East, they do it quite a bit. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. And, uh, you know, the royal family. Yeah. Yeah, that's always been something they, yeah. they've been into. Yeah. Gotta keep the bloodline pure. <laughs> well, we even have, like, organizations here that are kind of like that, too. Yeah. Here and around Montana, and I'm not going to, like, throw them under the bus or anything, because anybody, everybody knows who they are, you know, so. Yeah. I didn't know that. I didn't either. What? Okay, <laughs> I have no so. no idea what you're talking about. Yeah, let's throw these fuckers <laughs> under the bus. Let me know. So, like, it was a big thing, like, when I was, um, when I was walking, working at Wal- uh, Walmart, at McDonald's when I was younger, um, we'd always have the Hutterites come in and stuff, and they would always flirt with all the girls there. And everybody's like, they're trying to get new blood in to the colonies because, like, they're running out of new blood. Right, right. Okay, yeah. Hmm. Sounds like a conspiracy. I don't know. I don't know very many people that have joined, <laughs> so I wouldn't be surprised if they're having a hard time getting new blood. Right. Yeah, especially in a time where like, I'm sure. You got people leaving. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, that's a. I can see why you're hesitant to. Yeah. Dive into that one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and they make some good pies though. They do. They can make some good wine too. Oh, I, I love me some wine. Hooterites. <laughs> I actually uh, one time, I asked a, a hooterite for some wine, and I was like so oblivious. I asked him for hoot wine. Like, I know you did it. Yeah, I like said the slur right to the guy's face. This was a long time ago, but still. Did he like give you a dirty look? He just, he, yeah, he just kind of ignored it, I think. But he did give me some wine. Okay, I was like, did you get the wine though? Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't the good stuff. It was just dandelion wine. Oh, I got fucked up on that shit before. It's gross. It, it hits hard, but it, you... You seem to sober up. The buzz kind of goes by faster, too. Yeah. The last time I drank dandelion wine, I was trying to mow my lawn, and that did not work out good. Did you mow the neighbor's lawn? No. <laughs> uh, my boyfriend at the time had to mow the lawn because I was not doing a good job. <laughs> like, oh, my God, you're going to chop off a toe. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, you got all your toes still. Yeah, luckily. <laughs> uh, yeah, so... Anything else on on this or? I I, I think um, with in a nutshell, incest. I, I get why it's it's frowned upon. It's 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 kind of weird and it seems unhealthy. Mm-hmm. But if they're not being procreated and there isn't some kind of form of abuse, then I'm like, man, I don't give a fuck. I just don't want to hear about it. Right. Like that's right. Live and let live, I guess. Like if there's no abuse there's no victim right i'm not gonna procreate then yeah you do you there cletus <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah well if there's people having sex with each other in their family then there's some sort of love there and who's against love yeah i mean <laughs> i'm against some slippery, kinds of love <laughs> slippery slope especially when it involves adults and children all right yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, okay, so then let's move on to what happens when you have an orgasm. Moving on, let's, um, um, let's take a minute to wash your mind of that fun conversation. Okay, do you have any good jokes then? We need, like, a tool time joke or something. Oh, yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> um, uh, what do you call a pretty girl on a drummer's arm? 
a tattoo. Oh. Because <laughs> yeah. drummers can't get girlfriends? Yeah, that, I think originally <laughs> it was a bassist joke. Oh, okay. But yeah. Huh. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay. Your brain on sex, huh? Brain on sex. Sex is like its own drug. Um, so kind of, uh, starting off, I was like, my first question was like, well, how the fuck do they know what, um, what's going on in your brain when you're having sex? Like, what are they using to, to monitor that? Yeah. So they're using, uh, fMRI machines and PET machines. Um, but I... Different types of brain scans, huh? Pretty much, yeah. The ones where you see... I bet, I bet the brain looks like those um, people who go all out for Christmas lights in their house and, like, secretize oh. it to music. <laughs> so, yeah. like, when you're having an orgasm, I bet the brain's like... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like show. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, this is one that we've already kind of talked about, but, you know, when you're going at it or you're in a scene and you feel less inhibited or bolder stuff? Mm-hmm. So we found out that that's because, um, was it your frontal lobe? The logical part of your brain is basically going on hiatus during sex. It's just like, sweet, I'm going to go on break. You guys got this. Yeah. Peace and out. Yeah, it's like lunch break. Um, hopefully it lasts that long. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, Um, so this part of the brain is associated with fear and anxiety, um, which makes sense because fear and anxiety can lead to issues in, uh, like performance anxiety. Well, yeah, yeah, totally. Buzzkill. Yeah. So, um, I think that's why, like, you're, when you're not in the moment, but you're like kind of thinking about sex and stuff, it's not as kinky as like when you're down and raw and into it and you're like, oh yeah, fuck yeah, get the handcuffs out or, you know. Mm-hmm. Ass to mouth, you, and then. Yeah, yeah. And then you're like, all right. I'll give it a shot. Yeah, right. So like there's a big difference between like, you know, not having sex and then when you're having sex. So mm-hmm. like I wouldn't try that when I'm like not having sex. But right. when you're into it, when you're having sex, you're like, fuck yeah, I'll do that. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Try anything once. And then and then when you're done, you're like, wow, I just ate some ass. Yeah. Yeah, how was it? It's okay. Delicious. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, I heard a good one today. It's, okay. Um, pineapple has a place on pizza just as... Like, it, just like people can eat ass, you know? It's not for everybody, but the people who do enjoy that have a more sophisticated taste. Mm. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, the thalamus, the hypothalamus, the motor aerial areas, and the genital sensory cortex, they're, those are all lighting up on these machines during sex. In the brain? Yes. Sweet. Yeah. So you got quite a few pieces of your brain just, that are just like, blah. Just during sex. Yeah. Just during the act. Well, I mean, they light up at other parts of the day. Sure, sure. But, yeah. You think about it. But they're going a little crazy here. Like when I see you at the, the copy machine. Yeah. Bending over because your paper's jammed again. Yeah. Ding. Yep, pretty much. Yeah. Um... So, the thalamus, that helps integrate info about movement, touch, and sexual memories or fantasies that um, might you might call upon to reach orgasm. Because I feel like everybody kind of, like, eventually starts fantasizing about, well, their fantasies during sex so that they mm. can reach orgasm. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, on that, I used to live with a bunch of boys long long ago like right out of high school well in high school and out of high school and they would always joke that to last longer in the bedroom they would make themselves think about like terrible fucking things like dead puppies and shit yeah i've done that really well i, I thought about dogs being abused really and it, it 
it's not a fun thing to think about, but it helps. Like, yeah, I'm just worried about like, what if what if some lines get crossed there? <laughs> like, if that's your go-to, and then all of a sudden, next thing you know, you're watching those like fucked up videos where like people step on animals. Ah, oh my <laughs> god, that would be bad. I never go that far. Right. Yeah, got to know your limits. Right? Well, I always have such a hard time, like, getting off anyways. Like, that stuff, like, never crosses my mind. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I I try. It doesn't always work. I'm, like, trying not to ejaculate. I'm, like, there must be something that rhymes with orange. (laughs) Oh, there you go. (laughs) (laughs) Well, if you want sex to last longer, just, you know, stop putting your dick in her and... Start going down on her with your face. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. Give yourself yourself a breather. That is a handy tip. That is a handy tip. Just Just like. Pleasure her a little bit more and keep yourself, you know. Right. Going a little bit, but not too far. And that's another Mm -hmm. thing, because when you're in the moment, those inhibitions are being kind of held back and whatnot. So you typically you might not think of, might not like the idea of like going down on a chick after you know you've put your dick in her but it's like at the time when you're in it it doesn't matter right i mean personally that's i don't re- give a shit yeah like but that's no, ridiculous there, there, are, there are people who like weird germaphobes are like i want or or they're so homophobic they won't kiss their girlfriend after after she gives them head or something <laughs> what you've never heard of that no oh <laughs> fuck yeah Oh, yeah. Well, I guess I've never, like, ran into that. Yeah. But, like, I can see, like, maybe not wanting to go down on her, like, after you've come in her, but... That's, uh, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that's that's a whole other thing. That's a kink. But just, like, your dick in her, and then you won't go down on her? That's weird. Some people are like that, yeah. So They should quit being such pussies. Yeah, totally. Quit being a pussy and eat the pussy. We all know. We all know if it was easy enough to suck her own dick. Yeah, you guys wouldn't need women. Yeah. Well, well you're already <laughs> making us obsolete with the with your robots and stuff. Whatever, dudes got robots too. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna get one. That's fine. Like I said, just keep them off my side of the bed. Keep it. I don't know what you're getting. Keep them. Yeah, keep them off my side of the bed. Um, like a gasoline-powered dildo. Or <laughs> stroke. Full start. I bet they have gas-powered sex machines. They probably do. They have to. I'm sure, but I, I think... It, it's a lot easier to run electronically powered ones, right? Because you're not gonna have to, you're not gonna have to deal with emissions in your house, right? But here, think about this: what if there's people that enjoy the smell of gas emissions, and then boom, two birds with one stone. There you go. Got to be something about that. I should write that down for subjects. Oh yeah, because isn't that a revving that redlining shit? Yeah, uh, pedal pushers. Pedal pushing. Yeah, yeah, yep. It's like that one. Uh, what is it? That Geico commercial with that lady's like i'm she's like my skin's averse to most fabrics but except for the soft buttery sensation of leather she's like and then she joined the biker community because she found out she loves leather i'm like i don't think that's the only community (laughs) she's getting involved with (laughs) i mean it was a geico motorcycle insurance commercial but right could have very easily yeah advertisement for the I wonder how long it's going to be until you can, like, start getting, like, insurance for, like, your kinks and shit. Like, life insurance for kink. (laughs) Um, That's actually not a bad idea. No one's going to want to cover you if if they know you're into autoerotic asphyxiation. Yeah, but what if we do it? And think of all the people that'll have it, but they don't die. That's That's how insurance works. Insurance is a fucking scam. Yeah, I know. I'm talking about scamming people. We should do it. Kink insurance. Kink insurance. <laughs> okay, I'll let you work crunch the numbers on that one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think I I can't I think some of the claims uh, that you would get would be so good. <laughs> oh yeah. Like <laughs> I was How about we just do a skit? On, we'll do, we'll just on kink a, or, oh, we'll we just, should do that as our season insurance. two trailer. Sure. Kink insurance. 
Kinkos. <laughs> Wait, that's a place already. Oh, is it? Yeah. Mm, okay. Kinky. Um, Ga- ah, we'll talk about it later. Geico. <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's a it's a co-op of gynecologists, right? Yeah, yeah. The gecko. Yeah, they sure no pussies. Progressive kinks. <laughs> yeah, yes. Farmers yeah. kinks. No. <laughs> Kinky farmers. Yeah. Kinky, Kinky farmers, farmers only, anonymous. <laughs> oh my god! I bet you there's something just like that. Hmm. <laughs> uh, okay, so moving on. Then we have the hypothalamus. This is producing oxytocin, which can help coordinate arousal. Oxytocin. Yeah, and I know yeah. Andrew's got some info that, on a, oxytocin. Yeah, that's a popular one. Yeah, it is. It's one of the big ones. It's like, yeah, one of the main hormones. Well, the big player. It can be released when you're hugging or cuddling or any like really any physical touch with your partner. You release oxytocin. Really? Yeah. Hmm. That's kind of the bonding hormone, right? Yeah. That's why I like it when you rub my feet. Yeah. I'd love it if you rub my back. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's all right. Oh, you. You try. (laughs) No, I don't. (laughs) No, you don't. Um, So it's basically the love hormone. Uh, do, do you know there's perfumes with oxytocin? Really? Yeah. Is that like like um, like pheromones? Yeah. So if you spray it on you and someone will be attracted to you. Mm-hmm. I have some of that. But it actually doesn't work. Just a gimmick. Damn yeah. it. Because there's a blood blood brain barrier. Uh huh. Where like it kind of blocks a lot of chemicals going to your brain. So the only way to get past that blood brain barrier is to do it nasally or in an injection. So that's the only wow. way it can get so you. So you could right. literally shoot somebody up with a loud chemical and make them yeah. fall for you? Yeah, you can do it that way. That's fucked up. <laughs> that is pretty fucked up. Yeah. But yeah, so or you could, yeah. The, the smell sense is pretty uh, pretty amazing because when you think about it, we actually ingest it in, in a way. Right. Yeah. Well, smelling those and you get intoxicated by it. Or not, because I'm thinking, like, how, like, turned off you can get from somebody that stinks. Right. Yeah. Well, you know? Everybody, like, re- releases their own pheromone, their own smell. Right. And that attracts certain people, but it mm-hmm. can also push other people away. Right. Okay. And, uh, That's why you don't, you know, you don't, uh, sometimes you don't understand why you might be attracted to somebody. Mm-hmm. You could be ugly as fuck, but you smell good. Yeah. Yeah. Could, yeah. I know um, back in the day, so in, in suits, you'd put the is that lapel, the little handkerchief in your breast pocket. Yeah, and yeah. French guys used to wipe their ball sweat with these oh. lapels and put it in their pockets when they danced close to a woman. <laughs> they'd get the whole the big old whiff of, whiff of pheromones there. With the ball sweat. I mean, with it wasn't swass. stinky enough back then. Let's just, just shove like, her face in my ball uh, sweat. Yeah. <laughs> this is Swass by Hugo. <laughs> Yuck. <laughs> uh, oxytocin is accompanied by melatonin, which gives you a calming effect, which is why a lot of people go to sleep after they have sex. Get that sleepiness. Huh. That makes sense. Yeah. I mean, I always fall asleep pretty quickly after sex. Yeah. I. It depends on the time of the day. Right, yeah. Sometimes I'm like all rock and roll ready to go. Let's do this. And then other times it's like bedtime. Right. Yeah. At least take a nap. Yeah. Um, so I learned that um, oxytocin also helps regulate pro-social behaviors and emotional responses like empathy, trust, and positive memories. So if just... So... What I'm gathering here is that if you just hug your friends more often, everyone will be happier. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. If your friends let you hug them. I have some that don't let me hug them. True. And it hurts my feelings. They just, <laughs> they don't want joy in their life. That's fine. Just want to be negative Nancy's. Well, a lot of people, they lack physical touch from their parents while growing up. True. Like, True. like myself. So when somebody, like, 
you know, gives me a pat on the shoulder or a hug, I kind of like push him away. I'm like, no, it doesn't feel right. That initial reaction for sure. Yeah. So I try to hug more. You give me hugs. Yeah. You give Johnny hugs. Yeah. Yeah. You're getting better at hugging. I'm getting better. I know that when we were like first hanging out and stuff, you were like it's, not about it. It's all right. the oxytocin while you're opening up to us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Might be, yeah. I love you, buddy. Yeah. Sure do. What um, else? Well, what else does the brain produce? Are we still on oxytocin? Because it's a big, it's it's a pretty key player in all this. It right? really is. Um. Next up, I have the motor areas of your brain. Are and this one's quite obvious. Are lighting up because hopefully you're fucking moving. Hmm. <laughs> Unless you're into the like the sleepy stuff. Okay, so here's the thing that I thought. So are necrophiles being selfish because obviously their partners aren't using this part of their brain? Because they're dead. Yeah. Well. You... Mm. <laughs> well, again. Well, obviously depends. they're just selfish in themselves. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's. You gotta go. You gotta get some self satisfaction, right? Um, there is actually a society or like a um, a group who um, group of necrophiles who uh, can like offer their body up, like as long and they sign the paper, like they sign papers and say like you know you can use my body for this when you're done as long as you don't do anything else fucked up with it how are they gonna know like because the it's all regulated like they all they all sign these papers and these contracts so who's who's yeah who's watching them to make sure they're not degrading the body in another way i don't i i'm sorry i didn't read into that that much i had to become a member to get any more of those secrets are you serious no 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 i didn't (laughs) like oh my god how far did you dig i I read this in a book (laughs) i've heard about it yeah well, and, like, I've heard of the dead body farm where you can donate your body to, like, decompose and shit. But I've never heard of, like, donating it. Yeah, that's mostly for, it. like, criminal sciences Right, but stuff. I've never heard of donating it so people can fuck you when you're it's, dead. But it's, and it's a small window of time after Thank you're dead. God. It's a small window of time. And they, they, they do, like, I'm pretty sure that you have to use protection. Even though, like, even then, just so you don't get any, like, I don't know. Worms in your dick? diseases yeah. or whatever. Some maggots going up. <laughs> Again, this is why you have a small window to, to do this before like a lot of the whole decomposition starts and stuff. I'm being maggots. Between the death and the maggots is where you think. Yeah, <laughs> somewhere between death and maggots, yeah. Okay. That's disgusting. Yeah, just a little fun fact on necrophile. Well, Necrophilia there. I just heard a case about a lady working at a morgue that was a necrophiliac, and I was like, what? You don't hear, you usually only hear dudes, not ladies. Sure. So, but I mean, obviously it can go both ways, but. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Women are smarter criminals. Anybody can, anybody can be a a violent offender or, you know. Yeah. Anyone can offend. You're right. You're right. So, um, then there's this other obvious one. Your genital sensory cortex. You know what that does? Lights up. It lights up. You know what else it does? What does it do? It registers the touches in the genital area. Hmm. Just to let you know, someone's touching your pee-pee. Yeah. Yeah. How does this work? It's just the genital sensory cortex in your brain. Right. So, it's like, it's just like your, your brain telling your body... That somebody's touching your penis or touching okay. you in a sexual way, basically. Okay. Yeah. So, I'm sure there's more to that, but that was pretty much the gist that I got. You must be confused when you go to the doctor and they <laughs> start touching you and you get aroused. You're like, what the fuck's going on? Okay, so does that like... Okay, well, I have to go like get gyno visits and it's nothing like that. But like when you guys are getting physicals as kids and stuff, was that different being a boy? If it's a male doctor, it's it's not arousing me at all okay if it's female nurse yeah 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 no not so much for me male or female i don't think i've ever had a physical performed by a female except this morning (laughs) (laughs) no um well that and like there's also like as you get older, as a guy, like, you're going to have to have your prostate checked and stuff. Yeah. 
And that's literally a dude just putting his fingers up your butt and, yep, feels fine. Or, oh, I don't think this should be the size of a grapefruit. No, size of a walnut. Size of a walnut. Mm-hmm. Just welded shut. <laughs> Weld your butt shut? No, oh. prostate. Oh! <laughs> size of a grapefruit just welded itself shut. Uh. <laughs> um... Where are you at, Andrew, on your notes? Where are we at? Oh, uh, are we still on oxytocin? We can be. Yeah. Well, in females, it triggers labor and release of milk. In males, it helps move sperm. Yep. Oxytocin does? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's a huge, um, when you're breastfeeding, helps yeah. you, like, let down, let down means your milk releases. Yeah. yeah. Two things. It, it releases the milk and it does the bonding mm-hmm. with the baby. Yep. Didn't you say there are some cases of men who started to produce milk? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I've heard of some crazy cases where, like, men were left with, like, babies in, like, foreign countries. Like, not... I didn't hear of any cases Oh, here. it never happened in America. <laughs> no. But, like, basically, it was, like, a dire situation where they had a baby and it was extreme circumstances and they started producing milk. And after I told you that, I was like, that sounds, like, so ridiculous that that just came out of my mouth. <laughs> well, I mean... But I didn't look it up again after we had that it. conversation, because I forgot about it until right now. <laughs> I just think it's a testament to how close we are to either being male or being born with that that assigned gender, you know? Right. You're usually born male or female, like... That's your assigned gender at, mm-hmm. at birth, but there's a time when you're when you're just a little fetus that it could go either way. And yes. I feel like it. Literally, I know I've said this a lot. I stand by it, but like our sexual organs between the male and female are just flipped inside out of each other. But the male prostate is the is the equivalent of the male of the female clitoris. But have you like done any research on that? Well, a little bit. We talked about um, Grafenberg and Hirschberg. Oh yeah, we did. And they 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 were kind of along those lines. Yeah, I guess I really haven't done like that much research on like baby development or fetus development because it's not really what not we're, we're not really a biology. Yeah. Well, we kind of are, but not really. But I mean, we are not scientists. Again, we are not experts. Yeah, this is a disclaimer. We don't know what the fuck we're talking about. We're just we're just curious about (laughs) shit. (laughs) And we thought a good way to start this off would be talking about what's going on, man. Incest. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? Start it off with a let's let's talk about motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) You motherfucker. (laughs) A big bang. Yeah. <laughs> and just like enough of that. So, um what other chemicals happens during the act? <clears throat> Dopamine. Dopamine. Love it. The happy guy, the happy hormone. Happy, happy, happy. Which, it's also produced when you breastfeed. Dopamine. So dopamine and oxytocin. Breastfeeding oh. and orgasm. That means... So they go together. Yeah. yeah. I mean it's the whole reward system. It's pretty crazy when you think that these rece- the receptors that take dopamine yeah are the same receptors that are you know receiving dopamine for good food good sex mm-hmm. if you like being if you like being a dickhead at work oh yeah you can get that dopamine you drip. get that dopamine oh, yeah. drip if you like mm-hmm. being yelled at yeah mm-hmm. you know if you like being degraded or <laughs> if you like drugs when that you get that release of from from drug usage yeah. too same receptors. Right. I've got that in my notes. Right. Drugs and alcohol. Yep. Yeah. So these these are like those opiate receptors are the same thing for the rest you get when you play music. It's right. all connected and it's all the same receptors. And that's why sex is doubly good when you're fucked up on drugs and having sex. While listening to music. While listening to while, music. While listening to music and having other sensory things. You can yeah, go like all out with this. Yeah. You know? And... Um, Chem sessions are, are a big thing. Some people don't like it, you know, chemical sessions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I I think 
that we'll probably touch on this more, but we're like advocates for like um, recreational use of some drugs. Yeah. And how they can help your relationship because they've helped ours a lot of times. Yeah. There, there's, there's a lot for it. Um, and there's a really good podcast mm-hmm. uh, that came out not too long ago called Psychoactive that I've been listening to. And uh, there was an episode with uh, the host and Dan Savage. I love who, Dan Savage. Who does his own Q&A podcast and whatnot. His own kind of sex talk thing. And that guy's so well-spoken. Like, shout out to yeah. Mr. Savage there. Yeah. But yeah, that episode they talked about drugs in, uh, like, their place in, in relationships. Mm-hmm. And he said that, like, um, MDMA... Uh, like saved his marriage. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! And some people like really enjoy it for, um, like marijuana, for, right? For marijuana. for their sexual sessions. It yeah. Helps, it helps with a lot of things. Yeah, it does. and other things like that. Mm-hmm. Some people get get off on it by just the um, the taboo, feeling like they're doing like they're being naughty. Right. Well, and then like just trying to get into like the safety aspect of it too is like it's really important like if you are using um uh like shrooms or acid or anything psychedelics psychedelics and you go into uh a heavy scene it's important to have like safety precautions it's always important to have safety precautions but i think even more than it is important if you're playing with rope to have a pair of scissors like right fucking by the bed and be focusing on you know your Mm -hmm. partner and watching them because they might be so inhibited that they might not yeah you know i don't know that's just well that's that's probably a whole different conversation it is because you're getting into responsible drug use at that point yeah and and responsible sex when you're doing psychedelics it's a good idea to have a third party but i don't know how well that would go if you're having sex with somebody and they're just standing in the corner watching yeah we've never had somebody stand in the corner and watch us (laughs) that'd be weird (laughs) yeah well i mean i i think we're getting we're going off quite on a tangent okay okay you're right you're right so um back to dopamine um it's like a learning chemical um it's responsible for feelings of motivation desire and pleasure um it helps us take notice we i think we kind of went over this of rewards like food and sex Facebook, mm-hmm. you get those likes, mm-hmm. get the little hearties, or any um, social media, really. Um, dopamine also, I think, can be really um, almost harmful, because once you start getting those dopamine drips, you are learning how to get more. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's, like, where I think the social media plays a terrible part in that, because it's like, oh, so many people liked my sad post, better do another one and see if... You know, or I got so many comments on it. I got so much attention. Like, yeah. Yeah, you can just keep keep adding to that dopamine. Keep, like, looking at Facebook, looking at porn, doing all this stuff to up your dopamine. Mm -hmm. And then you get kind of, like, desensitized to the real world. Yep. And you kind of got to go on a dopamine detox sometimes. Right. Which I've done. Was it terrible? No. I didn't really have, like withdrawals or side effects but i just quit using facebook and social media and all that mm-hmm. and it made my life a lot better it's made ours a lot better and i don't think our facebook's gonna be up long because well it's made my life better i can't say that for johnny but um it's made my life better and yeah. it's like the podcast is still gonna be the podcast whether or not we have a facebook fucking page or not yeah and i don't i hate facebook so yeah, yeah. fuck the zuck yeah what are you doing? I'm looking at notes. Oh, okay. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like are you on Facebook right now? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the dopamine kind of made me think of, and we kind of touched on this at lunch, sex addicts. So you know how it makes you learn to, like, get more? So do you think that kind of plays a role in, like, sex addicts with, like, getting more all the time? Yeah, but... Just the term sex addict is, is kind of super so because it's it's more of a impulse control thing. Mm-hmm. And true, you're probably chasing that dopamine drip and that dopamine release, but yeah, I don't know if it's an actual addiction. Right. It's a slippery slope. There's yeah. a lot to be said for it. And I think we touched on this in our Nymphomania episode. Yeah, we did. 
I think. It's been so long. I need to listen yeah. to our old episodes. Uh, other ones, you got, like, serotonin, which is another kind of optimistic hormone. Mm-hmm. I didn't re- I didn't get into serotonin. Um, Go for it. And endorphins are also there. They help with pain. And there's a lot of research that says, like, sexual activity can help your headaches and migraines and things like that. Yeah. There is one called the vasopressin, which goes along with oxytocin or endorphins and all that, which also reduce pain. This vasopressin, I didn't really... I think no, I've, that's cool. I think I've heard that one, too. I think that's the one where you also... It also makes you kind of um, get attached to the other person. You kind of get that... Um, ownership of them like you want to keep them with what vasopressin oh okay you feel like you're you're mine like you want to keep i want to keep you yeah forever and ever and ever and we're gonna get married and have a happy life and hate each other (laughs) lady i just met you (laughs) (laughs) sorry it's all this dopamine (laughs) um I found that, and this is just like your brain as in general with during sex. So the parts of your brain that make you feel amazing, like getting a chicken dinner and PUBG, eating your favorite Mm -hmm. food, um, are the same areas that are lighting up during an orgasm. Mm -hmm. Um, So these are the same networks that we've just talked about are lighting up during drug use, gambling, listening to your favorite song, drinking booze. I, I... You know how I know that's bullshit? Because you've never gotten a chicken dinner. I haven't, but I said it for you because I know how, like, fucking weird you get about it. Like a little fucking schoolgirl that just got ass to the dance. I don't know if I ever got that. I think I got at least one or two in that game. I'm, I, first time I played that game, I got stuck in a tree and died. What the fuck? Yeah. So I can say that I haven't really uh, played that game a lot. Um, Okay, so the last one that I have is D-H-E-A. I looked this up really quick before we started. Um, Deandra. I I couldn't even pronounce this, what it is. D. Um, I I wasn't going to try, but you can give it a shot. Um, I like pronouncing words. Okay, good. So it's most abundant, it's the most abundant circulating steroid in humans. Well, steroids, because there's, there's quite a few with this. Um, it's produced by the adrenal glands, gonads, and the brain. And it helps produce other orgas- or orgasms. <laughs> you, you, said, you said steroids? Sexual steroids? Yeah, yeah. So what this is doing, it helps produce other hormones, including testosterone and estrogen. Like, duh. Okay, that makes sense, right? Is this why I got to go flex in the mirror after every time I... <laughs> every time uh, I... Every <laughs> orgasm? <laughs> yeah, this is why you're in the mirror. Um, but here's the thing about DHEA. It peaks in young adulthood, and then it slows down as you age. So that is probably why, like, Viagra is such, like, a big yeah. thing, because they're, they're losing their DHEA. You find the word? Yeah. Go for it. So, uh, just reading about it, it might increase the risk of hormone-sensitive cancers, including prostate, prostate, breast, and ovarian cancers. But it's a, it's a, they're talking about the supplement of dehydropiandrosterone. Yeah. Dehydropiandrosterone. Dehydropiandrosterone. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Something like that. <laughs> well, that sucks. Our stream is extremely leggy. I need you to buy me a new tablet. Okay. Here, <laughs> Just uh, we'll get we'll get better. This is not our tablet. No, it's not. <laughs> But, Andrew, did you have anything else to add to this? Not really. Damn. I mean, I, we podcast. got the end. We got to the end of my notes. Sweet. So got to I, the end of mine. I I think uh, one thing that I, I've I've read into and I think it's worth mentioning is um, 
there's been some terms floating around lately, like post-nut clarity. Oh, yeah. Or, and so that's like after, after an orgasm, like. Right. You're supposed to be able to think more clearly. Mm-hmm. More logical. Yeah. And it, it's more or less just kind of a myth. There's not really a lot of science behind it. Other right. than probably you're, you leveling out after that huge rush of, hor- rush of hormones. Well, and like, uh, so is it kind of like more like if you think it, like if you think it actually works, it works for you? There could be some placebo effect to it. Yeah. yeah maybe. But it's uh, along the same lines of like, because we, 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 we talked about this the other day when we were just kind of talking about this episode of um, like the guilt that comes after masturbation. Yeah. You know, you got to process the shame. And reading into that, there's really no um, clear, like, chemical response to that. What it usually is is some kind of moral or, like, religious, yeah. like, guilt that's, like, heaped on you. And you're probably taught that from a, at a young age. Yeah, Catholic guilt. It's a thing. Yeah. So, no chemicals are causing that shame. No. Not that they, not, not that the, any research has shown so I'm curious to see, like, when as our kids grow up, since we're, like, such a sex-positive house, if, like, they will have that guilt. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. Yeah. yeah the guilt is a real thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 All right, I hate talking about that. <laughs> God damn it, I jerked off again. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh... <laughs> but you know it's not it's good for you guilt no oh masturbation is good for you oh Just yeah when you're doing it five really... times in the morning i don't know yeah that's a hey, much you live your life do your thing don't hurt anybody yeah stay safe communicate yeah use your safe words i think that's all we got do we ever have an ending to uh the podcast no okay bye <laughs> adios <laughs>